welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. Um, I know I haven't done one of these in a while, and I want to sincerely apologize to my audience for that. I wish I have, but here I am. Uh, I think last week I was sick, and... It was Mother's Day, so I was not in town, so I was busy, and and I was wore out, too. And I was about to not do one today, even, but um, I felt better, so I think I'm up to it now. So I'm going to do a solo one for today, at least. And so last Sunday, I went to... uh, Picayune, Mississippi to check on to, you know, hang out with my mother for Mother's Day and spend time with her and my family and I was just kind of worried about them because uh, my grandmother passed away and I was just concerned and I was making sure that they had a plan and all that kind of stuff. And it really wasn't my place to say any of that kind of stuff, but I did nevertheless. And my mother made me assured that all is well, so that's good. Because she's she's on an indefinite leave of absence from her work. So, But anyways, we had a good meal and spent some good quality time together. I got to see my other grandmother from my dad's side and I hadn't seen her in a while and it was good to see her. Saw my grandfather too. I went to church. It was a pretty full day. Um, I don't know if I could say any one good memory about my mom but I just know that Mostly throughout my life, my mom supported me through at least most of my endeavors in life. And I would say even though, you know, we didn't grow up in the best of circumstances, I feel like she made the best of what she had and what she was able to do and you know, like, looking back, I would, you know, hold that kind of stuff against her and thought she could have done better and all that, but, you know, it was what it was, and, you know, I'm glad that I turned out the way that I did, and, you know, things could have been a lot worse, so that's good at least, and it was something positive to take away from my upbringing at least she she always went to all my sporting events at least a lot of them so that means an awful lot to me you know just being there for that so I'll say that much and yeah I like you know I love my mother and I always will um I think that's all I have to say about my mom and Mother's Day. and I really appreciate everything she did for me. I'll reiterate that. Um, a, a while back, some people told me to talk about the Navy. Like, some fellow veterans of mine 
told me to talk about the Navy, so I am. Um, I'll say that, uh, so I spent the first time of my military experience, I talked about that on the first podcast about being in Japan and all that. And, um, I really liked Japan. Japan was a cool place. Um, and we went a lot of places around Asia, and I think we went to Australia. But I, I think I like, of all the places we were, I think I liked Japan the most, honestly. And obviously, when you're away from your home, you get homesick. But... You know, I found stuff to do over there, and I enjoyed it for the most part. And I wouldn't trade the things I did for, you know, I had a good time over there. and It was a lot of good food. I remember in particular that I liked um, this place called Coco's. I think it was, the full name was Coco's Ichibanya. I think that's right if... I think folks out there will correct me otherwise. Um, Coco's was a Japanese curry restaurant. And you could get curry with rice. And I would always get the chicken cutlet. And it had cheese. And you could choose the spice level of your curry. And Some people would get the highest one. And I thought they were crazy people because... It'll make you sweat with the highest one. And, um, yeah, if one, if one thing I could find is another Coco's Ichibanya restaurant in America, I would go there with a quickness. But I heard there was one in Hawaii. I never went there. I think I saw it, but I never went there. I guess I was, didn't want to because the one in Japan was probably way better. Um, I remember Japan had the best infrastructure of any country I've ever been to, period. As far I mean, it is easier to operate that kind of infrastructure when you're, you know, got, I don't know, X amount of people. I'm sure it's in the millions, like a hundred plus million people in Japan. But you're the size of California, so yes, that makes it a lot easier. But I feel that the U.S. could adopt some of the principles of the train system that Japan engineered over here. Like, it wouldn't be hard to implement an electric train system over here. But... I don't know, America won't do it, so. Yeah, um. I remember, uh. I think the one guy that, uh. mentioned the, uh. the, the, the stories of Japan. I'll go ahead and give him a shout out. His name was, uh. Isaac Garza. And, um. I think I would give him a shout out on Instagram if I can. I'm not good with the social media and how to 
tag people, I'll try to figure that out, but he's the one who, uh, we went to, uh, so Japan outside of Tokyo has a large Buddha statue. I think I went to that place at least three times, I want to say. I forget, but I, I thought I've been there three times. I could be wrong. It was at least twice, though. It was the largest Buddha statue in Japan. They had, like, a Guinness World Record. I don't know if they were trying... It was obviously man-made. And it was in this place called Ushku. And they had all kind of stuff around it, like... Attractions, gongs, animals, and... They had, like, squirrels that you could grab. There were, like, friendly squirrels around there. It was weird, but... Because in America, we don't have that sort of thing, and... I had a good time there. I'm sorry about that audience. It's unprofessional of me to have my phone on full volume. But, um, I remember that you could, I, I don't know if it was the eyes of the statue or the chest, but you could see out that thing for a ways. It was real high up there. And it was a cool place. I'm, uh, I remember it was kind of hard to get there. We took a cab there and back. Um, I went with a group. The next time it was this uh, this Japanese girl that we know who spoke, spoke English and Japanese. So she figured out a way to take the bus to back and forth to that place. So that was pretty cool. That was cheaper for us. And we had to wait a bit to get back to the train system train uh, station but we got back and got back to Yakuska so it was a good day we had a good time doing all that kind of stuff so um I'll tag you as Isaac as best I can um right now uh as far as sports goes um the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are going on my uh, my friends of St. Louis are rooting on the St. Louis Blues as they go through the NHL playoffs um, I'll play a clip so um, you guys can hear how ESPN's uh, documenting all or covering all this following this on my phone reading the the how these games have gone 
So today, the, I wasn't able to watch the game. I don't have NBC here. I tried using a like a one of those digital antennas that you can get, and I couldn't get NBC. So I'll try to watch Game Six because we have that channel on Sling here. So hopefully, I'll be able to watch it then. Yeah, it was hopefully that they're gonna. They just went up three two, so they're gonna. They forced a game six. So if they win game six, they'll go to the Stanley Cup play or the finals, and um, they get a chance at a chip. So it's very positive for the St. Louis Blues to go to the Stanley Cup finals. So they made it to the Western Conference finals and. They're doing real good. I think they're gonna. They should if they win Game Six, it'll be really good for them. And uh, and in the NBA right now, because that's the other sport I'm following. Um, the other day, um, the New Orleans Pelicans got the number one pick in the draft, and um, we're gonna. If David Griffin's smart, and I th the way he acted, and the way every the way they all acted, they're gonna get Zion Williamson, and Zion Williamson should be one of the best players of a while as far as drafts go. And I've I've watched this kid's highlights in high school, and he's got some serious athleticism. So. I'm not going to talk about the, uh, I'm not going to show the, uh, the stuff about, uh, how, uh, talk about how the ESPN speculates that if he's going to go back to Duke or whatever, I don't, I'm not interested in that, that's just a bunch of gossip if you ask me, but, um, here's the, the clip when Alvin Gentry, who's the coach, finds out that, um, that uh, they get the number one pick. Metro by That's Here it goes. Congratulations to New Orleans for winning the first pick in the 2019 NBA. He just said effing right. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the only clip I'm gonna play of that, and um, that's gonna hopefully we get Zion. I, I th I'm sure we will, and all that hearsay. Uh, his his stepdad went on 104.5 and. Five, four, five, and nine, which is a local radio station here in Baton Rouge, and talked about, you know, the. Come on, Giannis, let's deal. And uh, talked about uh, him wanting to play for New Orleans, so hopefully that clears up any of the BS ESPN's talking about. So I'm gonna play that for a second and just go over that for a bit. But yeah, that's. Hopefully that uh, snips all that 
stuff Stephen A. and them are talking about. They're just gossiping, if you ask me. They're bored. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think Zion should pull the power play to avoid Pelicans? Yeah. If that's what he wants to do. He can't have to ESPN didn't, I thought they would play the, uh, they would upload the, um, clip of them talking to this local guy, but obviously they just put Stephen A to gossip about the fact that, you know, AD got unhappy. I feel like AD got unhappy because he hired Rich Paul and Rich Paul was in his ear telling him to leave because... That's what that whole clutch sports agency is about, you know, getting traded. So that's not the NBA I remember as a kid, but I digress. And um, hopefully we get Zion, and hopefully he's happy to play in New Orleans. Um, I don't think I'll play any clips from, even though I did pull up some stuff. Here, I'll talk about the Warriors and their 3-0 in the Western Conference Finals. And Steph is lighting up them three, isn't It's pretty cool, but... So that's showing, uh, uh, was that the War- Portland and the Warriors? The War- I think it's the first time Portland's made the Western Conference Finals in a while, so that's pretty cool. So, but, um, you know, Steph and them, even without KD, are still winning. So when KD said, or no, uh, I think Draymond had a clip that uh, we you need us, we don't need you. About KD, that's kind of true because they do, they're winning still without him. It's like just a nice addition right now in this series. But I think uh, those other guys are right saying that uh, if they go against Giannis, and, or I think if they even go against Toronto, they're gonna need. KD because Kawhi is a problem so yeah there's that and then I'm gonna show uh, you know clips from the other series which is the Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks so frankly it doesn't look great for your old team at this point we know Ben you can change some things so give me the blueprint for the Raptors getting back in this thing. Well, I think they got to get back the ball movement. That's one. I think uh, I like Kyrie. I mean, excuse me, Kyrie. Kawhi. Kawhi, yep. 
being aggressive, I do love them, you know, really trying to activate him, but I think sometimes he can try and do too much. You know, he needs help from the whole entire team. You have to have a collective really going after this team. If you look at the Bucks, offense, offensively and defensively, they're coming at you on about eight or ten guys. Kawhi's going to need some help. He's going to have to uh, get more assists, get more guys involved. And I think Siakam's the X-Factor. I said this a couple days ago. He has to get off to a tremendous start because he's their energy. He's the guy that gets the putbacks, offensive rebounds. All right, I'm not going to play that whole uh, video, but um, so Milwaukee, Milwaukee and uh, Toronto are playing, and uh, Milwaukee's up 2-0, so honestly, I would like to see Giannis and company make it to the finals, and you know, I'm not, I don't have any animosity, because uh, one of our old players from the New Orleans Pelicans is on the Milwaukee Bucks because of a incompetent general manager decided to trade Nikolai Meritich. And I'm very glad Gail Benson fired him shortly after that because that was a terrible move. So, it, it, the jig was up to El Demps. I hope you never get a job in the league, but I digress about that. The real point is, is that I support Milwaukee as a team. I've always kind of liked Milwaukee. They're not really my team, but it's an interesting team dynamic with Giannis Antetokounmpo and company. So hopefully they um, they make it to the finals. And I would like to see how that small lineup can go against Giannis. I don't know if they'd have the same kind of div- they'd be able to defend him. I don't know if... It, it might be dicey. So... I don't know if they can contain him. But, um... As far as sports goes, I think that's all I had to cover. Um... I wanted to talk... To end the podcast... I wanted to talk about... Um... You know, national news that the U.S. is trying to, um, uh, they're concerned about Iran and maybe trying to start conflict with Iran in some kind of war. And we have the dumbest president in the world to even consider that sort of thing. And And it's just such a vague thing to, like, say and go off. Their whole deal, from what I understand, is that some tankers were targeted by Iran when they were trying to trade oil with Iran from the U.S. And honestly, I mean, I mean, this might be some really hateful, hurtful things to say, and I get it. You know, no, you don't want to lose a family member. But that's just the nature of the job. You know the risks going to Iran, Iraq, and all these places. It's not safe. It never was. And losing one tanker compared to thousands of people we would lose in war? I mean, those numbers sound better than me. 
Honestly, and I know that might not be the most popular opinion, but that's just the way I see it. And honestly, these senators, House of Representatives, all these politicians saying all these things, saying we should go to Iran. You go and fight, sir. You put on the uniform. You grab the weapon and go because you never did it and you don't know what it means and you don't know how it affects a person in the long term and you can sit up there in your nice you know healthy mind and this very you know great life of not you know just being able to enjoy and do mostly what you wanted have all that taken from you and go over there and miss your family and cry for a year and a half I want to hear that. I don't want to hear your BS anymore, politicians. If you're going to talk about foreign policy as a politician, you have had to do four or you had to do at least 36 months active duty service or National Guard to have an opinion in the store. You can, until then, you fix problems in this country alone. You don't talk about foreign policy in my mind at all. Republican, Democrat, other party, doesn't matter. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast hosted by Jesse Runnels. You can find the podcast on most platforms of podcasting. I host this podcast from podbean.com, so you can download that app and find it there, but it's on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and um, like and subscribe to my podcast. You can um, email me topics for the podcast on ramblinrunnels at gmail.com, and um, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast.